America is indeed a Christian nation. Good morning, Christian America. We haven't talked about the greatness of our nation that we live in in quite some time on this podcast, and that is a fault of mine. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, because today I want to go over some reasons behind us coming to that conclusion and why it's important that we understand that idea, that we are prepared to defend that idea, because if we don't, it will be lost and future generations will not know exactly why this nation has achieved so much. They'll attribute, uh, they'll tend to attribute the greatness of the United States to actions that are probably more nefarious than the actual truth. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian America T-shirt company and the Christian American community. Uh, coming to you today, this Monday, to get your week started off right. And now, uh, this podcast, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. Um, as being a part of the Christian American community, there are two essential parts to our community, to this community that we are establishing and we're trying to grow. First, as we are all aware of, especially if you watch this podcast, especially if you watch any of the Bible study uh, um, podcasts or, or the Bible study content, anytime you, every time you see... Uh, whether it be memes or articles, information, education, inspiration, all the stuff that comes out of the Christian American community is always, first and foremost, Christian. We are the Christian American community. That is for sure. We put Christ at the forefront of our lives, living in him, seeking him, uh, seeking to act in accordance with his will, seeking the work that he has planned for us to do, orienting ourselves in the direction towards Christ, uniting ourselves and our neighbors around him uh, and the works that he has for us to do. That core belief is fundamental to this community. It's fundamental uh, to the to what we are attempting to produce uh, here with the Christian American community, a fundamental to that fruit that we, uh, that, that we are trying to produce. It's the core belief that drives everything that we do, everything that we say, how we live our lives, how we raise our children, how we interact with the world, how we treat our neighbors, how we treat strangers, how we treat those in need, how we treat prisoners and the traveler. And, and, and the core of the community centers around Christ and these beliefs, the core of our lives should be centered around Christ. And we talked Friday about the cornerstone of our personal lives and the cornerstone of, of our society, which is Jesus Christ. And for us not to be those builders that rejected him, not to be the builders that reject him in our lives uh, and in our society, and that it is our duty to accept him, accept that cornerstone, into our lives and seek the best that the best way that we can with our fallen selves to do the works the good works on behalf of him and to live our lives centered on what jesus says and keep on struggling for christ as he calls us to do and and as we continue to struggle as we continue to pick up our own cross and follow him as he commands as we continue to speak boldly in his name as his followers as he requires us to do and in all that the focus is still on the cornerstone 
it's still it is still the linchpin within this Christian American community. It is still it is still that we unite around being a Christian American, being a part of the Christian American community. But it's also a second part, which is being an American. And I know there are followers of this site. There are followers of this page that are located in other countries. Uh, we appreciate that. We know that Christ is not limited to any borders. Not That's not necessarily the purpose of the Christian American community to, to, to portray or pretend that only you know Americans can be saved that is obviously not true and anything that you've ever seen uh, or, or that I've ever said has never uh, uh, been in that context or been in that vein but as an as an American myself as an American in uh, from my family by birth and um, and, and my wife even being naturalized as an American, being an, an American is a, a, an extremely important part of our lives. Um, and this community, as the Christian American community, um, you know, needs to understand what it is about this nation that has helped it achieve all the things that it's achieved. And it's important that as Americans, it's important that we be proud of our nation. We be proud of what we've done as a country, where we've come from, where we began at its foundation, at the foundation of this nation and those founding documents put together by our founding fathers, the men and women who created this nation. And in those founding doc documents that led to where we are today, that set the groundwork for where we are today as, as a country, in in those founding documents, where is it that we came up with these ideas? Where did the ideas come from uh, of rights as a as basic human beings that are given from God and not from man and not uh, not by government, but God? Where did they come up with that idea? Where did the founding fathers develop this idea that each person has the intrinsic right, the inalienable right to freedom of speech, to freak speed, uh, freak, speak freely in all uh, situations, uh, to be able to speak the truth, to be able to voice your opinion, to be uh, able to voice your opposition to each other, to the government, uh, to the representatives which represent you. Where did that idea of property rights come from? The idea that what you work on, that you create is owned by you and you alone and, and not to the government, not to the state, not to someone else who had no part in this. Where did these ideas come from? Where did they come up with the idea that your life has intrinsic value and it should be protected? You have the right to defend it against any would-be attacker, any would-be aggressor, whether it be civilian or government, where did they develop the idea of one's privacy in, in, in their home? These ideas, my friend, that's what I'm trying to tell you. These ideas that this country is founded on are biblical ideas. These ideas come from our belief in God. These ideas come from our belief in scripture. What started in Genesis chapter one through the book of Revelation, these ideas that the found these are ideas that the founders understood and that was a part of their daily lives they were they were a part of their spiritual lives they were uh, they brought these ideas with them into the constitutional convention in 1787 they brought 
these ideas with them in their fight for freedom and liberty. Washington brought them into the presidency, into the political arena. They brought their beliefs and their faith everywhere they went. They had direct influence over our constitution, over our institution of government, over any of the institutions that we now consider commonplace. This idea that your, your faith, your individual, your personal faith and idea should be separate from the way that we govern ourselves, should be separate in the way that we see interaction with, with civilian and, and government interaction that idea that somehow they're supposed to be separate is just false. It was never a part of the Constitution. It was never a part of the founding of America. It was never a part of the, uh, the of the settlers as they initially crossed the ocean. It's just never been a part. People today, there are certain people today that are trying to distort the history of our nation and claim that these values that we know, that we see now as commonplace and common sense, they weren't always that way. They have a biblical foundation. They are founded on Christian values, Judeo-Christian value system. It's, it's in these institutions that we now find commonplace. It's where the ideas of religious freedom and the freedom to worship wherever and whenever you desire to whomever you desire which is one of the founding reasons one of the founding principles that the earlier uh, that the early settlers attempted to even brave the atlantic ocean and make their journey to this new world they were escaping religious persecution in order for religious freedom religious freedom is ingrained into the country which is ingrained into our founding documents the idea that somehow that they would put that in there with the idea that we're keeping religions separate it's just false these these guys were escaping a, a religious persecution and they didn't want to be beholden to a single church so the only restriction on faith within the constitution is that the the government the state cannot establish one religion it cannot establish one denomination it can't establish one church to rule over others that is the only prohibition in the constitution regarding religion and people distort that establishment clause saying that they can't that that any voice of of, of approval is somehow sponsorship and establishing a religion and it's just false it's the it's these ideas that are ingrained into the fabric of our uh, of the founding of our nation a nation under god a nation with liberty and justice for all why is that phrase important because all men are created equal because god created all men we are made in his image a nation that was built on the principles and the ideas that god created man and because of God's hand in creating each one of us. He whom formed us in the womb has laid out plans for us that we, uh, that we, what we create and what we sow out of which we shall reap. What we plant uh, is what we shall also harvest. It's the idea, that is the idea of property, property rights. There was their property rights are a new idea with the establishment of the United States, with the establishment of America. The first draft of the De Declaration of Independence actually had life, liberty, and property 
which was later changed because of uh, because of slavery reasons, and they didn't want to give root to the evil of slavery to last any longer than 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 necessary. Uh, then they could get it passed. So they struck uh, property, but property was a founding principle of the nation. But why? Why is the idea of property and property rights a founding principle of the nation? That which we create is not simply of our own doing, but the doing of the divine hand that's guiding us. And if God's divine hand is guiding our actions and has laid out the works for us, as scripture tells us, who is he who is guiding our ideas and sending the Holy Spirit to move us in ways to make us successful, to create uh, create things and to, and, and, and to bear good fruit, that those benefits are between us and the Almighty. And that we are supposed to use those blessings uh, for the outcome that God has for us, to give back to God in ways which he calls, through charity, through good deeds, through compassion, and, and through many examples of each of those. At no point does what God bless us with, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through the works that he's laid in advance, does, a, does someone else own any piece of that work? That is our work because God blessed us with that, with the ideas and with the movement to make these things come into reality. So they don't belong to the state. They don't belong to the king. They don't belong to the government. They belong to you. You have the right to your own property. You have the right to your own intellectual property, the ideas that God has given you. That's where these ideas that make that made and that make America unique, where they came from. They came from the belief in God, the biblical examples. You can look at marriage. Marriage is a biblical foundation, a bond between one man, one woman, and God. The two become flesh. That's Genesis 2. You know, in, in our system, has been set up to favor marriage. Why? Because it's a biblical institution and our country is built on a biblical institution, a biblical Christian foundation. We have benefits that favor marriage all over the place. Our financial structures favor married couples. Our tax structures favor married couples. They encourage and they incentivize that biblically ordained bond between a man and a woman. They encourage having children and procreating as God commanded us in Genesis. Think about, you can think about our court system. Think about the judge, you know, one of the institutions of our founding, right? A fair judicial system. It's a co-equal branch of government. Someone who is set up to determine what is, who or what is right in accordance with the law. What law? Well, in most courthouses, they have some kind of reference to the Ten Commandments or to Moses as the original lawgiver. Again, it's a biblical Judeo-Christian biblical foundation. They are quite literally following the line of judges since the Bible. Witnesses, people who swear on the Bible not to bear false witness, which is again, against God's law, and they are swearing on the Bible. They so help me God at the end of the, at, at the end of, um, of their swearing in. There's 12 jurors, 12 jurors to validate what? 
witness testimony in the same line as the apostles deliberating and deciding amongst themselves which testimony is credible and which and, and contained God's truth from the very inception is what I'm trying to tell you from the very inception of settlers coming to America this was a Christian driven endeavor this country was a Christian driven endeavor for all my Virginia uh, followers because there's a lot of you here up here in Virginia that follow this and I appreciate it you know go back and look at the Virginia's first charter the first charter of Virginia in 1606 that literally assigned land to colonists for the purpose wait for it for the purpose of propagating the Christian religion that was the purpose propagating the Christian religion to those living in darkness that was literally one of the very uh, very first documents that had uh, a specified goal of the people coming to this land <clears throat> it is well documented that the that the pilgrims and the puritans who settled in massachusetts in the 1600s did so for the advancement of god and the christian faith i'll say it again they they came for the advancement of God and the Christian faith. In George Washington's very first address as president, his inaugural, his inaugural address, he said, and I quote, no people can be bound to acknowledge and, and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than the United States. They knew then what we should know now. That this country is one built on biblical principles and judeo-christian values laid forth in scripture upon which everything else has prospered we need to know that our children need to know that all we, we all need to understand that if if you and i all of us if we don't pass on this knowledge if we don't pass on what uh, what we know to be true and if you didn't know now you know and if you have questions do your own research if we don't pass on this knowledge it will be lost and it will be lost because of nefarious forces who are actively trying to destroy our nation they try they're trying to destroy it from within by denying and distorting the history our history uh, to fit a false narrative that they're trying to push and to deny most importantly to deny the existence of god so i ask that you think about that this week uh do some of your own research on your own and comment on down below uh with what you come up with and 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 that way we can have a a dialogue and, and a conversation if you think that i forgot something add it say hey look eddie what, what about this don't forget uh this happened you know we encourage that if you have any problem with what i said i it, i encourage you to comment below and and we'll address it but the, the the point that i'm trying to uh hopefully make today is that this country has prospered for so many years for hundreds of years but why have we prospered why have we achieved the things that that other countries who have been around a lot longer have not achieved why do we maintain our position as a superpower in the world why are the 
the institutions? Why are the citizens of this great nation able to prosper and overcome all the challenges and all the obstacles and all the hardship that may infect us from time to time? We're able to do that because we have a foundation. We have a cornerstone that our country has been built off since the very beginning and our founding documents by the founding fathers who understood that scripture is where true wisdom is. The word scripture and the belief in God is how we make everything better, not only our personal lives, but the lives in which we inhabit and, and, and govern together. And they brought this idea. They brought their faith with them everywhere they went. They didn't check it at the door. They bring it into to every aspect of their lives and they created a government. They created a system that was built on these eternal truths in scripture. And we cannot forget that. And because it was built in goodness and in righteousness with righteous intent based on wisdom of scripture, all the good fruit that has come out of that is a direct result. It's not chance, it's guidance, it's divine guidance. Since it's very inception by the people who helped bring this thing, uh, this country to fruition. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you got something out of that. Um, again, we encourage comments, uh, yes, no, or otherwise uh, down below. And we want you to have a, so we want you to have a, a great and blessed week this week. I know, you know, we're tired of being cooped up in, inside. Uh, the, the, some of the states are opening back up and we, you know, we hope everyone stays safe out there. We hope everybody stays healthy. Hopefully everybody's got, you know, gets their jobs back and we, we, we start to live our lives uh, in somewhat normalcy, um, considering whatever that, whatever that looks like nowadays, but we wish you nothing but the best. We want you to, to go out there and live your best Christian life, live for your brothers and sisters and, and to your left and your right, live and spread God's good message to those around you. Because if we can all come to uh, the, the understanding and unite around the ideas of putting Christ at the forefront of our lives and the commands that he has for us and love this nation, love the nation, the house that we all share. We can, there, there is no limit to the, uh, to the goodness that we can provide this world. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until we talk to each other or we see each other again on the podcast next Friday, or better yet, on Thursday to for uh, Thursday's Bible discussion, it comes on in the in the uh, at seven thirty in the evening Eastern time. We're going to be talking and covering Acts of the Apostles, chapter nine. You're not going to want to miss that. It's, it's dealing with uh, Saul's conversion uh, to Paul. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting conversation uh, with the folks that, that that dial in for that. You don't want to miss it. So we encourage you on Thursday nights at 7.30 Eastern, uh, tune in uh, to the Facebook page. We'll do a Facebook Live event, Bible discussion. Then we hope to see you there. Uh, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, until, until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.